Hi everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Unpolluted, the Earth Prize podcast, which focuses on sharing the inspiring stories of change makers and experts while offering insights into their lives and dedication to making an impact. I'm Peter McGarry, I'm the founder of the Earth Foundation, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Cora. Welcome, Cora. Thank you, it's lovely to be here. So, Cora, it's a Sunday morning in Switzerland. Yes. Who are we talking to today? Today, we're talking to Zlata Shama, who's one of our youth board members. We're very excited to get to know more about her and for you all to learn about her. Hi, Zlata. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, this is going to be fun. So, Zlata, if I'm not mistaken, you are the youngest of our youth board members we talk to. So, this is going to be exciting. So, before we get into some of the fun things that you've been working on, you've you've grown up in Geneva, Switzerland. What what's that been like? So um, actually, I was born in Ukraine and okay. raised there as well. I moved to Geneva when I was nine. Um, yeah, and it was a big change, I think, for me. But it's really it's really beautiful. Switzerland is a good like country, and I really like it here. Um, even though I always also really liked uh, Ukraine, my home country, it was, it was really nice. And I think that growing up in Switzerland, um, is really like, I think it's, I'm really lucky to be able to have that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And you go to the international school in Geneva. So, you know, Geneva is a pretty international place and a lot of NGOs, UN, etc. So you must get exposed to a lot of different, you know, nationalities, cultures in your friend group and your peers. Yeah, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I think Geneva is hundred percent something that so many international people, especially in international school. Um, I think most people from our classes are mo most of them like are not Swiss, even though they live in Switzerland, but. I think it's really good because we have so many things to learn about each other. So we have, um, when you have like friends from different cultures, you just, um, when you just invite them over, just like hang out with them, you get to know them, you get to know uh, how they live, what their parents are, like how they were taught. And um, I think it's really like something really nice to can like be able to talk from to people from all over the world, um, with being just like friends and something really normal that we have. I think, yeah, it's, it's really like nice to have that because I feel like, um, and I think like if we turn back, I don't know, like 30 years ago, this would be completely like weird. And, um, and then I think that now it's just really fun to have that. That's really nice. No, I, I fully agree. I grew up in Geneva as well. And so I got the same international experience with loads of different cultures. <clears throat> Sorry. And um, I loved it too. And my favorite question that we ask on this podcast that I'm now going to ask now to like follow up, getting to know you more, is what are your guilty pleasures? What are things that you do? that make you super happy, but you don't always tell people about? Oh, I think it's a tricky <clears throat> question. But, um, oh wait, let me think of it. Um, 
I think if we talk about guilty pleasures, I think something most people are right now, it's kind of spending too much time on their phones. And that's true that we don't really like to assume that, but um, people actually sometimes kind of like it, but don't really want to spend so much time. And otherwise, um, I wouldn't call it a guilty pleasures, but I really love spending time with people. I'm really social and just like, laughing and having jokes and stuff so it makes me really happy that's great it's really great i love it so let's touch on one of the uh projects that you've worked on in your school which is the nine innovate project can can you tell people about that you know how you got involved what what exactly is it yeah of course so nine innovate project is something that our school has been working on for a few years um and I think, um, I'm not sure who exactly invented it, but basically um, in, in classes, we get, to, we, are, we get to choose a world issue that we want to work on. Um, it can be anything. We have so many categories. It can be um, sustainability related, something like social, health, education, um, basically anything. We're really free to choose whatever we want. We work in small groups. And it's something, it's like a project to end middle school, what I've done last year. So it's um, it's a thing, you work outside classes, but sometimes, sometimes it's in really related to something we work, we just study in classes. And what our group did, well, I was in the sustainability category, and we worked on um, agriculture, green tech and agriculture. And what we did exactly is that we... Um, looked at the whole chain of the food that where food comes from. And we did some um, research on that, a lot of um, searching about just like local food, uh, global imports of food. And um, we did interviews to some supermarket workers and asked um, how well they know the um, where the food comes from. So, and we wanted to really have some opinions on that. and. Um, we interviewed so many people to have this uh, just sense of and ask. We always ask this question at the end: uh, Do you think it's important to know where your food comes from? Some people said yes. Some people didn't. It's not something they were thinking about before. And so afterwards, we wrote an article that we published in the school newsletter. And um, basically, our main idea was to find out find out um, what people think about the food and where it comes from and how the agriculture is just all the food chain that we have um, for having food in our plate. And so it's more of a awareness that we did. Um, and it was really nice. I think it, what was good is that in our school, everyone was involved in this project and we had like stages, the finals, the qualification, even though our team didn't get to the best teams, but we we all really worked a lot on it outside of school, in school, and um, it was something for a few months that was something that everyone was really interested in. Um, some of the teams were also um, like they had a lot of nice projects. Some people did some um, drone. Um, I forgot what it was exactly, but they were working with drones. Some people um, were. Um, 
doing some fast fashion research and then they did a big um, sort of a thrift thing, thrift store. Um, and people were really free to do whatever they wanted. And I think it's really good that our school really encouraged to do that and having ideas um, which weren't exactly like the normal way of like class learning. And, but we still learn a lot, like a lot, I think, sometimes even more than in our usual classes. And something we did like independently. Um, and I think it's really good sometimes just to work with people without really a teacher. We had some, of course, we had some mentors that were helping us with all of that, but we were really independent and could choose whatever we wanted to do. Yeah. Fantastic. Did I'm just thinking on the back of you know your project about where food comes from, did it influence any kind of uh, of your own personal decisions or you know, are you more aware of this now, you know, when you, when you go to the supermarket or, or whatever? I'm just curious if, you know. Yeah. So to be honest, I'd say that it was more of a negative surprise when uh, we looked at all of it. And then I was just, oh, no, my bananas are polluting so much. Um, and but I think it's even though so, I think. When you have more of an awareness of what you buy, what you consume, and what people have in their stores, so you have a better understanding of where it comes from, and then you have a better, you just have a, the skills, like, I don't know, you just have a mind that can really think about what to, maybe what to try to change in your everyday life, and uh, I think, personally, I'm more aware so sometimes when I have to choose between something and something I will think maybe this to choose something is better actually for for the environment for the and just for the agriculture in general I think uh, buying locally of course um, yeah so some of the things I'm actually my family is implying in the everyday life yeah. I'm happy, yeah. that's great to hear and I think you're right I think awareness is the first step to being able to then make informed decisions and, you know, uh, and make uh, choices that uh, make a difference. Um, well, listen, it, it sounds fascinating. And I, I, you know, I hope it's something that, you know, as you get older in the school that you, you know, you, you come up with new and, and uh, uh, other projects. Um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about was the Villar Institute. So you are a fellow, if I'm not mistaken. Can you, can you explain what is the Villar Institute, how you heard about it, how you got to participate? Okay, yeah, of course. So Villar Institute um, is a foundation, a nonprofit foundation, which is accelerating the uh, transition to net zero. And um, I heard about it in school. We had an opportunity to join and it was really last minute thing. I wasn't really sure where I was going. Um, to this when I went to the symposium, the yeah the first symposium, and SVLR was just new, just all everything was new. No one really knew about it, and it was just something to that our school had a we could apply to. So I definitely just like straight away I applied. I was why not? Yeah, and um, when I came to Villar, I was completely surprised. The, it was it was just amazing. Um, we had so many experts that we could talk to. We had uh, some panels that were really interesting. Um, I think this, basically what I 
really liked about it it was the intergenerational and the feeling of being free to talk to anyone um we had so many um experts from every different fields some um economical fields uh, um then you have the, a lot of sustainability you have really even some um everything you have a lot of opportunity to talk to all sorts of people that you usually don't even see so um, yeah and um being able to share your thoughts in different panels for example yeah the panels were really interactive so if we had some questions we could like talk to uh, talk and share our thoughts and i think it's really important as young people to having a voice as well and um it was something i really like to attend really i loved it the experience was really cool and a lot of things i haven't heard about like even though i it was actually where i heard about the earth prize it was when i learned about um just different for example the um, a lot of like nuclear power nuclear energy it was we discussed there i really loved these panels um a lot of things about uh rainforest the water um and i think it was it was really cool to being able to attend those panels as someone who just is here to learn as a student as someone who doesn't have much experience in that and just i think even for the experts it was good to have young people there to be able to understand the impact of what they're doing to us um yeah yeah no i i was in la recently at a earth prize event and we had uh, one of our finalists sabrina zhang there and she's now going to to college um in wharton um but when we were talking to her she said her experience of villar was one of the most impactful and what what she said was that seeing other you know people her age who had this the world is my oyster kind of view you know i can do anything she said that was incredibly you know um powerful and uh, it sounds like you had a similar you know uh, uh positive experience i think that also like from what i gathered from my experiences at villa it's so especially for someone of your age and position you know like you're you're getting into sustainability you're young new it's an amazing platform to discover all the different areas so whether it is agriculture whether it's water pollution whether like you get your eyes are so open because there's so many people who are specialized in so many different areas in one place so i completely agree i think it's an amazing opportunity and i like can fully understand why you've gained a load from it so yeah it's a it's a great great opportunity to experience so sorry Cora, to interrupt so slade following on from villar you did a course on systems leadership uh what what is systems leadership i've heard this term a lot but uh, i'm still you know slightly on the ignorant side in my words if i were to, I were to describe systems leadership um i would definitely start by uh talking about system thinking and system thinking is a way of thinking that um when you look at a problem instead of going um just to solve it step by step in a linear way that we usually just confronted to 
even like in math class, you have you have a, an equation, you need to solve it. And um, system thinking is a way to look at the problem at different scales and analyzing um, all the little what was called agents in a problem, different elements that are creating a whole, the whole, not even just the problem, but I'd say the sphere in which the problem is. Um, and when you look at it in a detailed way, you get to analyze every single step, and then you have um, system thing to, you imply you're thinking about something and you just um to resolve a complex problem you need to there is little sometimes just a little element can change can have a big impact and then you have some big elements that are not even having an impact so what i really learned about the um system thinking in this course it was the way to analyze and look at something and what is happening a lot right now, it's when people are having this a lot of issues and they're directly trying to solve them without even thinking about it. So first of all, it's really important to have a big understanding of what you're doing and um, analyzing everything. And it was actually the main takeaway from the last course. And right now I'm doing the second course, which is called Finding the Right Problem. And um, I just started it last week, so I, I'm not really, I don't know about that a lot. But um, I'm also really interesting, um, interested in the way uh, we need to focus on which things, because a lot of things are happening and people are all, um, most of the people are really happy uh, to help with anything. But we need to find the right things to focus on as um, the world is changing so fast and we just have too many things going on. And I think finding the right problem is really a good title for this course. Um, and I'm really excited to do it. Sounds fascinating. Is this a course that anybody could, could do or do you need to be invited on? It was a course that Villar Institute proposed to us. Okay. It's in collaboration with the Minerva University, Minerva Project. Um, I think it's maybe for the Villar Fellows okay. that was, yeah, it was done, but um, I'm sure that there are courses that can be um, accessible to most of people in, I'm not exactly sure how they. Well, we, we'll, um, we'll do some Googling and see, can we put it in the show notes? Um, Minerva University, by the way, is a very interesting organization and it just so happens that of all our mentors this year for the art prize we've more um mentors from minerva than any other university um which says a lot about uh you know how innovative and how passionate uh, a lot of their students are um so it's 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 great to see that you're um yeah using some of their their work so to speak uh, already um so you touched on the art prize so when you think of the Earth Prize, what do you think about it? Tell us, uh, you know, you're obviously on the youth board. Um, you know, you've only just joined. So, um, but I'm just curious, you know, what, what is your opinion of the Earth Prize? Um, and how do you hope to help in, on the youth board? 
Yeah, I would answer this question in a way that, um, for example, as I, as I just became the, um, the youth member of the Earth Prize, I was talking about that to my parents, to some people I know, and um, to my family, friends. And when I was talking about some past projects that the people last year and the year before did, some things that are happening in the Earth Prize, and they were all like, it's really youth people. Is just teenagers who are doing it. And I was, yes, it is. They create um, amazing, uh, they're doing amazing projects. They're having good results. They're, um, they're passionate about big things that are happening in our society. And I think this is the most, I think, shocking thing that we, that the Earth Prize is creating this feeling to teenagers that you can do anything you can you're free to do anything you want and I think this is the most important thing that's um really sending out about the Earth Prize because young people are usually thinking about oh no it's just the government doing it oh no it's just the people who are experts the people who finished the universities people who are working and actually it's exactly the opposite that um, the Earth Prize is trying to show that anyone can do anything and when you're passionate and you want to work on something and just do it and you have just so many things that are following up um, which are I think something that's actually amazing to have because you don't usually have these opportunities otherwise than joining for example the Earth Prize. It's something really unique. Well, that's great to hear. And we're really looking forward to getting your input on a lot of new ideas, initiatives that we, we're going to try and implement in the next year. So, Cora, I don't know if you want to give a, like a, a taster yeah. of some of the things we've been working on in the background. Yeah, so one of the big projects we've been working on is the Eco Clubs. And this is all about, you know, making connections and expanding global networks. Because, you know, if you've got an eco club in school, it's amazing. But it's also really inspiring to hear about other schools' eco clubs. And you can get into competitions or debates. And, you know, we want to broaden people's networks. And, you know, you can find people who are like-minded that way. So that's one of our newest projects. And as a member of our youth board, You'll be helping advisors on that. You'll be helping promote that. Um, and I would love to hear more about what you want to gain from being on the youth board. Like, because you joined this summer, you're like our newest member. So I would love to know more about you know why you joined, what you want to achieve, all those sorts of questions. I think it sounds really interesting though. Uh, eco clubs competition and um, just wanted to say a quick thing um, also about the um, Earth Prize I think Earth Prize is a big competition and everyone wants to win but even joining the Earth Prize each team I think it's already like a small win even a big win for them uh, just being able to do something and being helpful and um, for me as a youth board member really new I want to hear a lot of things from the teams. I want to um, I want to discover the teams this year, and I'm really interested to hear what their um, projects are. 
as well as that, I want to get to know the youth board member because they sound really interesting. I heard that I was listening to, um, I think I listened to all the interviews that you had with the, some of them. And um, I really want to help. I want to discover how to, um, about, I think it's, well, I really want to talk to people with the same interests as I from different places over the world and kind of similar age, even though I'm a little bit younger than some of them. And I, I really want to hear from them a lot and I want to help with anything I, I can. Um, and I'm really excited to be part of this. Well, we're, we're very excited to have you on the journey and I think it's going to be a fun journey. Um, yeah, so before we go, um, you know, are there any big picture dreams that you have for the future? Um, you know, anything you want to share before we wrap it up? Um, you know, we're, we're super excited to work uh, together, um, you know, to get your input. Uh, all the youth board are very valuable uh, to help us as we kind of create and broaden the ecosystem. But I'm just curious from you as a personal point of view, if you have any, any dreams you'd like to share. When people ask me, what do you want to do afterwards? I don't have an exact idea. I, I think I still have time to think about it. But something I definitely want to do is my biggest, I think, goal and dream, um, however you want to call it. But I actually love making people happy and making people smile. And just, um, I don't know what I'm going to be doing afterwards, but... Uh, anything that's going to make the most people happy and just create some positive impact in the world. I think it's my key thing that I want to do. Well, that's a fantastic goal to have and a great way to end. So, Zlata yeah. Shama, thank you so much for uh, being on the, the podcast today and for letting everyone get to know you a little bit better. Cora, uh, it's great to, uh, to have you on as well. And I want to thank everyone for joining us on today's episode of Unpolluted. Uh, we hope these captivating stories uh, inspire you, uh, shedding light on some remarkable journeys and um, some unwavering commitment to make an impact. Thank you for being part of the Unpolluted community and stay tuned for more episodes. Thank Goodbye. you.